0: You know things, I know some too. Sit right down, the Femmes' plane them to you. If there's a thing you wanna explain, these two feminists can entertain. Nerdy stuff, sexy stuff, so much to know. Tune in for the Femmes' playing show.
1: Femmes' Hello, listeners. Hi, listeners. That lady with a secret is Diana.
2: (laughs) And that lady with the fake lipstick on is Avalon. I think I have an allergic reaction to something. (laughs) I think you have (laughs) lipstick on. (laughs) Agree to disagree. Welcome to (laughs) FemSplained. Welcome to
1: FemSplained. What is FemSplained, Avalon? FemSplained is a girls-only clubhouse podcast where two queer femme humans get to nerd out over something that they feel passionate about. That is true, but it doesn't mean that people
2: of every gender and non-gender can't listen, laugh, and learn with us, but we feel like it's important and powerful to have femme-led, candid conversations about our experiences.
1: Man, we are on this script because I really want to get to that secret really fast.
0: (laughs) We
2: are running through this script.
1: (laughs) So last week, it was Diana's turn to femme explain to me all about her love of the band coheed and Cambria and I sure did <laughs> okay so that so what what
2: happened okay so well today which you already know about Avalon yeah so uh, a good friend of ours who uh, podcast you should listen to gonzo.moe it's an anime podcast um, but he tweeted us um, he tweeted a link to our episode out on his Twitter and Coheed and Cambria retweeted it saying that they were interested in hearing all the different, <laughs> all of the different interpretations of their
1: story. Yeah, um, it was wild and, and they used a heart emoji.
2: They did use a heart emoji. It was great. Yeah, yeah that was great. Yeah, that About, was the real
1: highlight of the day.
2: It was. About five minutes ago, I just saw... Several things on Twitter. I saw one person... Uh, actually, there was an overwhelmingly positive response. A bunch of... We got a bunch of new Coheed and Cambria followers and fans. Um, cool. And they're all really cool, and I'm really excited about it. Justin, you look awesome, and uh, I'm really excited about... There's this other All Things Coheed podcast that asked me to be on their show one day to talk about Coheed. Yeah, So, yeah, I'm really, really excited about all that. Anyway... One response was some guy being like, that's a very nice way of saying that they got it all wrong. And Cohen and Cambria <gasps> retweeted and defended me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, hang on, I'm going to say exactly what it was. Oh my gosh. So they said, in some places, sure, but a pretty impressive grasp of the major points across the board and well articulated. And that was really exciting because I fully expected to get Little Bits Wrong because it's a super expansive, like, really intense sci-fi... Well, uh, and it's
1: totally not chronological.
2: Yeah. And, you know, and there's just... It's all coming from different, like, media altogether, and I right. didn't read off the wiki, so I'm really excited about that. Yeah. <sighs> and then they followed us on Twitter. Okay. <laughs>
1: Shit, we're gonna have to generate so much more relevant content then.
2: For oh. <laughs> any content. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> oh my god, that's so exciting. I don't yeah. really know how Twitter works, but all of this has seemed very exciting. And I, I relate to that anxiety handshake a lot because I do right. that too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. I, uh, yep. Wow. Yep. Wow. We. So you're basically yeah. like dating them, right? I'm
2: basically, I know that Claudio Sanchez is happily married, but like, we're oh. pretty
1: much. <laughs> mm, well, I don't know.
2: We're, you know, I
1: mean. Wow. Well, I'm so relieved. we're Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're like yeah. soulmates or whatever. Um, I mean, there's room in the parallel universes, right? To have multiple incarnations of the relationships. That's the impression that I got from what you told me. Right.
2: Right. I'm pretty sure that we're breaking the fourth wall of some story that I wrote right now because oh my I'm God. definitely mixing up <laughs> my reality and fiction. Do you have a, so, a fan fiction? Why? If not, then why? Uh, probably because I didn't see anything that needed to be fixed and I only write fan fiction when I need to fix things. Oh, I uh, feel like people
1: usually write it if they just want to, you know, personally be inserted.
2: Oh, yeah, no, that's not why. I oh. write fan fiction when I want to, like,
1: correct shit. Oh, <laughs> like, I got gotcha. you. Like, no, I'm not happy with what was happening. Oh, wow, that's so amazing. I have to say um, oh, that I'm so man. happy that this is happening, but um, I kind of wish know. it happened on an episode where, like, I was, like, a little bit less of a bitch. Because I, like, <laughs> might have made fun of, like, his haircut. Like,. Uh, so I kind of expected that new listeners that were Coheed fans who had not yet established any kind of a tolerance for my sense of humor probably think that I am, like, the worst. Uh,
2: just so that, if any of you are listening now, uh, Avalon is like that. That's just <laughs> <laughs> that's just who she is. She is authentically <laughs> the worst. You're not misinterpreting <laughs> it. Uh, no. and Follow Avalon, your heart on that one. Avalon doesn't say "I love you." She says <laughs> that you're a fucking joke, and that's how you know. That's how you know that Avalon loves you.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and yeah, I definitely that's...
1: can't criticize during the homework episode.
2: I Go. am so excited. But okay, I got that off my chest. I am in a new frame of mind because this week it's time for Avalon to femsplain, and I'm really excited about this topic. Really, really,
1: really. And I think there was other exciting news, but I can't remember it, so it's fine. Thanks for the turtle pics. Yes, thanks for the turtle. We finally got turtle pics, just like we asked for, and
2: not not from the person that was meant to send us the turtle pics. I think that person
1: died. I remember that mm, they said they were from Florida, and I think that sometimes you just step into the swamp and you don't come out. Yep, alligators eat your face, Mm -hmm. and that's that's what happens. (sighs) So thanks for the turtle. All right, this week's episode will commence in approximately one mansplained minute.
0: In a mansplained minute. Ooh, everything's explained. In a mansplained minute. Ooh, tell the ladies what to say. In a mansplained minute. Putting one minute on the man watch. Supernatural. What is that on the WB? I don't watch anything that is in the teens on the channel. You know what? In fact, I don't watch anything below channel 40. In fact, I cut my cable because I just, you know, I subscribe to Hulu, Netflix, Canopy, which is a documentary website, I might add. Just the best TV right now is not being made for mainstream cable. And so I would be pretty quick to dismiss most things that would come from WB, ABC, Freeform, ABC Family, whatever shit Supernatural's on, I would quickly dismiss it as probably trash. Because if it wasn't probably trash, it would be on AMC. But hey, if you like that kind of stuff, um, you know, if you're really trying to fill the hole left by the Gilmore Girls, Becky's Place, Seventh Heaven, then go, watch a Supernatural. It's like Seventh Heaven with ghosts. By the way, Becky's Place... Not even a real show, but you didn't know that, did you? Because you watched the WB. All
1: right, Francis is done. (gasps) Francis is done. He's over. We are over. Uh, And I'm over it. Because this week's topic is the television series Supernatural. Oh,
2: man. Okay, wow. All right, so I have a ton of questions, but why don't you start me off and
1: just give me, like, like, the elevator pitch
2: for Supernatural?
1: Okay. Monster of the Week. Buddy road trip plus a lot of angst.
2: Okay. All right. I'm down with angst. I'm into angst. Yeah. Very all about it. Yeah. Okay. I think you would like it. I really do. I, so I watched like the first two episodes and I was like grown city. And then I never went back to watch it again. It was just a boredom thing. However, I will say that that same thing happened to me with the first two episodes of Game of Thrones. And until the second time I had to rewatch Game of Thrones. I thought it was the most boring shit in the world. The first what the day. fuck? Diana.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did. Um, okay. Well, um, so one thing I'll say in its defense is that it is on, it's, it's currently wrapping up, I believe, the 13th season. And there have been a lot of changes in showrunners and writers and whatever since then. So I'm not really sure it's even recognizable compared to the first season. All right. Uh, That's like a long time for a show to be on the air. I'm not sure why that show's been on the air for that long. I really can't think of any other shows that get to be on the air for that long, except that I think that the fans are really rabid.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so do we have like a main character or do we have like a a core group of characters?
1: Like... Yeah, so I would say it started out with two main characters being these two brothers mm-hmm. named Sam and Dean Winchester. Okay. Um, but at this point, I would say that we have a core group of characters, including, oh. like, bad guys who were around for so long that they sort of became, like, allies, and they're, like, goofy.
0: Are they bad <laughs> or are they
1: good? Depends on the episode characters. They're uh, sure. pretty core yeah, and, and sort of maybe the majority of the appeal are these secondary characters that were not meant to stick around but were so good that they just kept them on. I love when that happens. Yes. Um, I really do like that. Okay, so you know what?
2: I I've always feel like we get too far into the like material of the things before I find out what I really want to know, which is how long have you
1: been a fan of Supernatural? <sighs> so, I, I mean, I'm definitely like, a, a passive fan. Like, the second a season hits Netflix, I watch it within 24 hours. But I don't ever... I've never talked to anybody about it. I, I, I know that there's this, like, whole big Tumblr world of it. Um, yeah, I feel yeah, like it, it intersects has, a lot with my Tumblr world. Yeah. yeah um, <laughs> so I'm not, like, I'm not on that level, which I guess isn't that surprising. I, I do remember watching the the series premiere when it first happened on the WB. Because I think we were in high school, or I was in high school. Um, yeah, and I, I was already was, like...
2: I think I was in college, yeah.
1: Yeah, maybe it was my senior year, so it would have been your freshman year. But I I think it came on... I don't know, I was still watching Gilmore Girls pretty hard, so I definitely gave it a shot. Um, and Sorry. I liked it, and I know that I would watch it, but I think that I wasn't fully paying attention to it. Um, and then probably... Four or five years ago, I just I noticed that there were like nine seasons on Netflix, so I just dove in, uh, banned them all, really liked it. Okay, yeah, great characters. Who's your favorite? I like two of the characters that were not supposed to stick around the best.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, one is named Crowley Crowley. Uh, and he was supposed to be a, be a bad guy and he was a big bad for a couple seasons, but now he's like kind of their ally that fucks them over sometimes. Um, and then sure. there's a character named Castiel who's like born sexy yesterday. Um, like very stupid. <laughs> yeah. Like he's really doofy and stupid um, and he comes and goes a lot, but he's just like a, a human puppy. And he's he's very it. funny. He has a lot of like really stupid one-liners about like figures of speech going over his head and he's taking them literally and and stuff like that. It's, it's funny. Yeah. It's dorky funny. I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. Oh
2: man. Okay. So, all right. I have more questions about that stuff, but why don't you tell me more about the the plot, more about the story?
1: Okay. So as we determined earlier in the episode, you know, I'm just a a horribly critical person. So when, when we're talking about something that I like, I I immediately want to dive into the flaws because I don't know how else (laughs) to be a person. Just talk (laughs) about
2: how much you love it. Talk about all the flowers and rose petals. Come on. So
1: (laughs) I will say that within each season, especially as we go on, the story arc is very similar and very repetitive. Because I swear to God, every season ends with one of the two brothers like having like I don't know like in a real lurch like either one of them had to exchange their soul to get rid of the big bad or one of them had to go to hell to get rid of the big bad or like (laughs) every season ends with like one of them being totally fucked and every season following starts with the other one making some kind of a deal to unfuck (laughs) it and then the whole season is about the consequences of the deal that they made to unfuck it so that happens like every time so much so that it's like who who cares like I know you weren't a Dragon Ball Z fan but like at some point because they regenerate people they regenerate like who cares if you die in some big sacrifice like you know so you're definitely I think if you're still watching Supernatural or if you're into it you're there for the characters and like yeah the lols and like maybe the action but you're really not there ever for the meta plot because it is goofy and right. okay. so, so recycled every time. Well, <laughs> yeah. I get that. All right, and they so are, the But parr- they're also like really good at bringing, I guess the pro of the recycling is like you'll see someone from season three and season 11. Like they'll bring that actor back and they'll kind of like, I don't know. It just feel like it's full of its own Easter eggs. Yeah, oh I like that. Yeah. I like I like
2: that. I like a bit of fan service and yeah.
1: This is so... the biggest fan <laughs> service I have ever experienced.
2: Isn't that guy uh what is his name? Is there a devil character
1: on that show? There are many. Oh. Is there one that's blonde? Yes. What the fuck is his name? Uh, uh what's the actor's name? I don't know. Uh, but the one I think you're that, talking about plays Lucifer. Yes, Lucifer. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, so he was he he had the same thing happen on on being human, where like he was brought oh, he back was because of that. fans. He was brought back because of fan service. He wasn't supposed to stick around uh, past yeah. the part where he leaves. Yeah, I forgot um, that he was on.
1: That. Yeah, but yeah, he definitely was.
2: Yeah, so there's that's why our that's why my my Tumblr gets a lot of. uh supernatural uh stuff on its timeline is because of my love for that show yeah
1: how funny yeah the only thing that I feel like they can't bring back for fan service um is that that one actor was in it in the beginning who went on to be Negan in The Walking Dead oh shit And I think that they probably would like to bring him back more. He was um, Sam and Dean's dad. Um, Oh, wow. And so with the amount that they interact with, like, people who have died, um, (laughs) you would think, theoretically, they'd probably be talking to their dad a lot more if he wasn't super wrapped up in The Walking Dead. Like how um, it was super weird
2: how often the Charmed Ones always were talking to their dead grandma but never fucking talked to
1: Prue after she died. Exactly. (laughs) Like, ever. Yep. (laughs) Nope. Yeah, they, like, their mom becomes a storyline who died when they were a kid. You know, like, they chill with their Mm. grandpa for a while. Their, like, mentor character is just always cropping up. <laughs> no dad no dad yeah yep. no it makes sense uh but they have a lot of fun on social media like they're really engaged in a really good way um Aww, I like and that. the the actor who was their dad and plays Negan I don't remember his name I should have looked it up uh I think posted an Instagram picture where he had like the barbed wire bat and was like with the car that the Winchesters always drive around. They have, like, an old Chevy Impala that's almost a character in the show because of how pivotal it is as, like, a setting. Um, like, yeah. you know. So they, they have fun with it. You're having fun with it right now. No, I'm feeling hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love this. I feel a little you. nervous. Okay. I don't know. I think
2: it's... All right. Yeah. Okay, so I want to know more. Let's see. All right, do you have a favorite big bad in this? Since there's a monster of the week, which... All right, so maybe I want to know, do you have a best monster of the week, and do you have a a favorite big bad? Huh.
1: So generally speaking, I prefer the monster of the weeks the most. Oh, really? To the big bads? Yeah, but I prefer the monster of the week in, like, the X-Files, too. I just, I like, Mm -hmm. I feel like, um, sort of with Doctor Who as well, that uh, it's easier to write a good monster of the week because you don't have to sustain the motivations for 13 to 20 episodes Uh, You can get like a really solid emotional arc in a Monster of the Week. So I like how they at this point they've recycled some, which is kind of fun because uh, the characters are basically paranormal sort of investigators. Like they're they're like monster hunters. And so in the Monster of the Week episodes, there's a story arc of them trying to, you know, like. They see this thing in a newspaper that happened across the country and it's kind of mysterious. And so they have to go there, which is very X-Files-esque. Um, but there's always a, a little bit of a storyline of trying to figure out what exactly that monster is uh, based on the accounts of the regular people there. And I think that we've gotten to the point as viewers where like, we can almost start to figure out what the monster is going to be because they are starting to reuse Um, which I think is, it's a good thing. It's not, like, a bad thing. Right, it's not, yeah, yeah, it's, like, interactive. I would rather them have, like, me be able to be like, ooh, these are probably vampires, because I saw this versus vampires a few years ago, than, like, pull a Charmed and be like, well, we don't have anything else to do, so, like, this week we have to be mermaids. Um, I liked that episode. Whatever. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how you could (laughs) have. That whole season was just down the drain. (laughs) Agree to disagree. Um, Um, So, yeah, so I think that I I don't remember, because I have a terrible memory, uh, what my favorite monster of the week would be, but I do like how they handle vampires. Um, I like, generally speaking, I think their strongest episodes tend to have to do with ghosts, or, like, just, like, a spirit that's pissed that they have to figure out and get rid of.
2: So wait, are these boys paranormal at all? Or are they just paranormal investigators? Or are they themselves supernatural?
1: So through the meta plot, sometimes <laughs> they're, they're supernatural and sometimes they're not. So the, the original story arc is that Sam, who's the guy who used to be on Gilmore Girls, I don't know if that means anything to you. He's the taller one. It with, means everything With to more me, of the yeah. caveman head. So when he was, he's the younger one. And when he was a baby, we find out like a demon was going around and like giving a little bit of his blood to like all these babies and killing their moms. I don't know why. So that like fast forward 20 years, this demon was like rounding them up and see like a weird experiment that he had and seeing what kind of powers manifested in these babies and like how the demon could use them for like maybe world taking over purposes or something like that. And so Sam is one of these demon babies and he starts to fast forward 20 years. He starts to have um, some like (laughs) psychic kind of stuff going on. Um, But then anytime somebody has to sell their soul or something like that, they tend to, you know, maybe then they get like rage strength or, you know, it just depends on the season. (laughs) Sure. But generally speaking, these are two humans.
2: They're two humans.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: Okay. So it is like an X-Files ty- yes. type of thing. They're they're investigating. Okay. Yeah. And then in that way do they have different personalities like is one of them like a believer and the other one's a cynic or like do the is one of them like the bad cop when they interrogate
1: the ghosts and yeah. the other one is the good cop like what's the deal? I think that I think that the two, honestly, the reason why I think the show has been as successful as it is, is that I think that the two have a great rapport and have really good chemistry. And they're just like, the way that they give each other shit feels very brotherly and is very entertaining. But one character, the older one, Dean, is sort of like more emotionally stunted and more like macho and maybe less smart. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Sam, like, went to college and is more sensitive and, like, empathetic. But they both, like, murder things. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Morality is different in in fantasy. It's just different. Yeah. Um, Exactly. Um, And (laughs) then, like,
1: the, the Sam character is, like gonna eat a salad at the diner. And, like, the Dean character's gonna be like, what's that green stuff? I just eat meat. <laughs> <laughs> like, those are pretty much what the characters That
2: is, are. uneducated people Yes, cannot people eat salad.
1: Can't eat salad, they eat a lot of red meat.
2: Yeah. <laughs> College-educated people are
1: fucking always vegan. Yes. And that is it. <laughs> and he also tends to be the one that, like, chases tail. The, the... The meat meat-eater? The meat <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> the meatosaurus Okay. The meatosaurus Okay. All right. Which brings me to my next question. Yes. What are you looking at? You're gonna like this show. I'm telling you. All right. I mean, I mean clearly, I'm gonna watch it. Um, I would do anything for you and this podcast. It's true. I know. Especially um, now. Oh uh, yeah, especially now that. All of my dreams have come true. Um, <laughs> so, what a day. I, don't, I don't I don't know how to react. To Avalon. Yeah, like no. my idols are interacting with me. <laughs> um, so uh, my next question is, uh, do you have like a favorite ship on this show and I want to hear about it because you do I
1: know you do. I don't like any of the main characters' love interests, which they actually almost never do like it's really just sort of like maybe there's a girl that day they have really not tried to maintain relationships with the exception of sometimes there's like weird sexual tension between them and like one of their allies for the season like if there's like a demon hanging around maybe there's a little bit of sexual tension with one of the two of them my favorite ship because it is super absurd is speaking of fan service they give us a lot of Felicia Day at one point. I think purely out of fan service, we get a lot of Felicia oh, Day. right.
2: You mentioned this briefly yes. in the Critical Role episode. And okay. I yeah, yeah, felt
1: yeah. like, as a viewer, I felt like Felicia Day's sort of significance on the show was not really earned. Like, they meet, these characters meet strangers all the time. And they just loved Felicia Day so much right off the bat. Like, in character, That I didn't feel like it was earned. But she was a good character. I mean, she just plays Felicia Day, you know. She's kind of like smart but bumbling. But what's fun is that she's queer. And so they ship her with, I think, Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz in a funny way. What do you mean, Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz? They have an episode. What do you mean? (laughs)
2: <laughs> I need you to say it out loud to me because I think I know what you're saying
1: and I can't deal. There's an episode that, like, validates Oz as being, like, another dimension. It's weirdly the only episode I can think of where they do that kind of pre-existing fiction crossover. It's not, like, like once upon a time where that's just the whole shtick is, like, all of these Disney worlds exist. Right. But, yeah, there's, there's some issue where they discover that, like, Dorothy going to this Oz place and getting stuck in that dimension like Dorothy was like a much older sort of like monster hunter character and so they're able to bring her to help them like bring her to this plane to help them with whatever that monster of the week was and she and Felicia Day fall in love and Felicia Day goes back to Oz with her (laughs) and I thought that was cute.
2: (laughs) That's adorable. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I
1: don't think I normally would have been super into the Wizard of Oz episode, but I just liked, I don't know, I liked that Felicia Day got to come on and be an important character without at all being a love interest. To one of like the main characters. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, She totally wasn't. And they had a really good, even if I didn't feel like it was earned per se, they had a really good bond. Uh, And they wrote, like male and female friends without any kind of sexual awkwardness in a way that I appreciated. Do I want more of that? Yeah. It shouldn't have felt weird, but it felt like it felt very pointed. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice. It was nice to see. That's super nice. Yeah.
2: I hate that. That's weird. I hate it. I know. Yeah. I have so many feelings about that. And there's a lot Um, of like fourth
1: wall breaking, mm -hmm. which I think the show's been on long enough that it's kind of fun. Even though sometimes it maybe goes a little too far. hmm Yeah. Like, there's yeah. a weird episode where they are the actors.
2: Where they are the actors that are playing
1: themselves? Yeah. Like, they wake up because they've been cursed. And, like, they're going through their lives. But it's, like, they have, like, their actual wives on the show. And they're like on the set and they're like, what is happening? Everybody thinks we're just acting like, what is this? It's the plot of the last action hero with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) That's amazing. Yes. So they ripped off that last action hero, but it was, so there's like, at this point, like one or two a season that's like that. Or like at Mm. some point there's a character in their world who writes a like a fantasy book series that becomes extremely popular and it's like all of their adventures because this writer is having dreams of everything that's happening to them and he doesn't realize and they have to be like, what the fuck is going on? So they go to like a convention for this book series and everybody's like, your cosplay is really shitty. <laughs> like, It's just, it's just funny. Like, yeah.
2: I like that a lot. Yeah. That's what, uh, um, uh, Mr. Isaac in, in Heroes. Oh, God. I don't remember any. Sorry, of those. I'm like I'm full of references right now, No, but that's like I've the never whole seen the show, point so of I'm the just podcast
1: like, is I just want time. references on references, references on top of references. Yeah, oh, Mr. Isaac. The shit with that yeah. writer wow. character for me gets a little bit like it is a little bit overblown, but I do like that. I like that thread. Um, there's also every once in a while, like maybe once per season, or, or even less often than that. There's like a paranormal hunters like TV show that they accidentally overlap with when they're. So like you'll get a sort of Blair Witchy kind of episode <gasps> that's more for the oh, the perspective like of these idiots that are trying to hunt ghosts, and then like they'll bump into the main characters, but we're still just getting the ghost hunter perspective, and it's really silly. Oh.
2: like, but like they're not like right; they've just like got lucky by accident, exactly. Or whatever. Yeah, like they're they're sort of
1: stumbled onto something that's actually real. Mm-hmm. I, li- I like that a lot. Yeah, that's really and they're funny. getting in the way. Yeah, yeah. So it has like. <laughs> Some gimmicks that I think are really fun that make me totally not care about the main storyline being pretty much garbage. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Yeah. That's good. But All the, right. the meta plot is mostly like Christian mythology, like not validating Christianity, but it's, it, it usually comes down to like angel and demon and archangel and like that. It, that's oh, usually like oh, okay. the main. Antagonists usually have something to do with like the, the war between heaven and hell, right? In a non religious way, if that makes right. sense, right? Like, and they're that's not sort of validating like We're borrowing it. it, but it's not, yeah, it's not what you
2: think it is, correct? Yeah. It's just like a lot of like
1: the big bads are like Old Testament names and stuff like that,
2: okay? I got that, man. All right, tell me more. I want to, I want to know, I want to just know more about so there are these like Christian mythology, like based ghosts and demons and stuff and that's the meta plot um yeah i'm guessing that's lucifer is like the is
1: he like the main big bad devil thing he's the big bad in like that the first five seasons build up to like he's he ends up being the big bad i think in like season four and five and then they oh wow kind of banish him they banish him i don't I guess it doesn't matter for spoilers, right? Like, we're talking, like, early 2000s. Yeah. Um, but they banish him by, I think, like, him inhabiting or, like, possessing Sam. And then Sam elects to put himself in, like, this crazy cage in hell that Lucifer can't get out of. Um. Right. And then the next, honestly, honestly, like, the next eight seasons are pretty much dealing with the power vacuum of that.
2: Oh, so, like suddenly there's no Lucifer, like what,
0: what
1: happens? So then that imbalance puts Crowley, that character I like, becomes the king of hell. And then God kind of, it's been established that God has disappeared. And that's part of why Lucifer was like, I'm going to take over. Um, And so Crowley becomes the king of hell, even though he's more of like a bargain demon uh, that networked his way up, but he's not like sadistic. So, it, oh. like, so some of the demons are like, you're kind of too weak. So he goes in and out of power over the seasons for that reason. Um, and also he's so into making deals that sometimes he allies himself with the main characters, um, usually for his own end. But other demons don't really get that. Right. Um, right. And then he becomes more and more human just in terms of how his character is written. He's really funny. He's a good character. Uh, and then, like, some of his long-lost sort of family members have started appearing in the last couple seasons, including his mom, who, like, ditched him, I guess, when he was a kid, and is a witch, and she is also a great character. Ooh, okay. Because the two of them, like, backstab each other constantly. <laughs> and it, like, it just works really well. Oh, so, yeah. Cute. And then on the heaven side, because God isn't there, there's, like, an angel war, and the angel war has repercussions for Earth. Basically, you've got... These two politically unstable uh, realms and Earth like sandwiched between them, and as a repercussion, Earth is constantly getting inundated with like th- like a this hellgate opening because of the f- battle, and like Sam and Dean are like right. literally just trying to fucking deal with what's going on on Earth and get everybody right, to calm you're down to like mitigate the yeah the, the bullshit. yeah. But it just keeps both of them keep escalating and it's just always a mess. But it usually whatever this season's metaplot conflict is is usually based on the repercussions of the diplomacy of the previous season failing.
2: Okay, so they're kind of like always playing catch up. Mhm. And they're like, you know, behind the that is it's literally radical. the whole show, yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then sometimes
1: there are monsters that are great.
2: <clears throat> okay, wow. All right, so this actually does sound, like, really up my it's, alley. Like it's, it's really it's everything. Good. yeah. There's a lot of parallels I'm hearing to Charmed, which is one of my favorite shows, like, maybe of all time. That whole... That's, that's the wrong choice, but
1: I do... <laughs> I was into Charmed, I will say that. Like...
2: I'm not telling you that Charmed was a good show. I'm right. telling you that Charmed was one of my favorite okay. shows. Okay. Yeah, I guess <laughs> yeah. I can relate to that. <laughs> but there's, I, I hear some parallels to, like, the Cole thing. When Cole, like, tried to be good for for yeah. Piper and he left, it opened up, like, a power vacuum in hell and, like, worse demons took over. Yes. And so then he had to, like make the morally right decision to go back and be, like, the lesser evil in right, hell. Right,
0: right. <laughs> like, yeah, no,
2: it's very
1: it. much like that. It's a lot of, like, the gray the gray areas of morality of good and evil yeah. is, is basically what's happening. But then I would say that I think it's funnier than charmed. Like, it's more successfully humorous. Okay, yeah, that, they struggle with that. Yeah, yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. it's genuinely funny. Especially because okay. it seems like the actors are having a great time. Like, they seem like they're having a lot of fun. That, I love that. I love that.
2: I love, that's also why I like being human, is for that chemistry. Yeah. Like, that the director had to tell them to knock it off and not, like, be so close to yeah, each other. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, They're like, you don't know each other. Stop being, having so much chemistry. Exactly. Um. I like that a lot. So, all right, you talk about angst, though. Mm. So any good angst? Because you did mention that, like, the characters, like, the stories keep getting repeated, so it's hard for there to really be that drama. But, like, there's got to be some angst.
1: Yeah, I mean, so going back to my Dragon Ball Z parallel, where at some point you shouldn't be buying into the stakes anymore, um, I mean, I, I... I did buy into the stakes every time. yeah. Um, And so I think that a lot of the times the repeated struggle with what choice should I make that the brothers are constantly undergoing or like when they're dealing with the loss or death of somebody that they get close to. I mean, I feel it when I'm watching it, uh, even if I know that bigger picture, it's going to be resolved. And oftentimes the repercussions of like, mourning the loss of an ally or something like that, take a few episodes, which I think can be kind of unique. Like the, the brother. That's super unique. Yeah. Like the brother is upset with a choice that had to be made or whatever. Like it acts kind of like a douchebag for like a few episodes sometimes, or they get mad at each other sometimes for quite a few episodes. And that like resolution feels earned usually because they really stretch it out. Um, so I really I, yeah. like that. So I feel like the angst yeah. is is more so just what you get caught up in when you're watching the actors be upset about the loss of something.
2: And more that it's well done, well executed, rather than that it's original each time? Correct. I think it's well executed. Okay. If it, I buy it. Um, if it's eliciting an emotional response, it's yeah. got to be well executed. It's not like... Even yeah. though it is
1: super repetitive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So they're just they're literally just taking turns every season for like which one goes bad, which one makes the sacrifice like it just every season. They just flip flop, but they never really are empathetic with one another when it happens. Like they're very rarely like, yeah, I get it. I sold my soul last season, too. Like, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like. They're always
2: just like That's all
1: right. I had to travel
2: to Hades to rescue you last year. It's only your turn. Literally. Am I spot on? Did that really (laughs) happen? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yes. And just every time it's like, I'm going to make this sacrifice. Don't come after me. Promise. And then they do. And then they're mad. Of course. Because there were consequences for doing that. And somebody made a new bargain. It's just funny. One thing I think is cool that I'm thinking of, just because I said the word bargain, is that one or two seasons has a strong story arc with crossroads demons. So, like, people going to crossroads and making some kind of a bargain. Um, But the bargain always has an expiration. and, And when it expires, specifically, hellhounds come after them and maul them. But they're always, like, invisible. So they're always trying to protect people from these invisible hellhounds that are contractually just coming to murder that person and steal their soul. And, like, it comes up a lot, and I always really like those episodes. I love this. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And they have some, like, fae kind of stuff that happens sometimes. They have, like, a changeling episode. It's all good. good. It's, it, yeah. Yeah. But that's, okay, I really that's think Monster of the Week me, is the yeah. best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that before Crowley becomes the king of hell, he might be a crossroads demon, and that might be why they first meet him, because they have to... Well, him. you said he's like always making deals. You yeah, so that sounds right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like they I don't know they double or nothing him out of some contract or something. I don't know. <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like it. I nice. wish that I could say you know don't bother with the first season. And it's not that I'm. I just it's because I don't remember because there's so many that I just don't remember when things happen.
2: I don't trust my own experience in this because honestly yeah. this has happened to me before. Sometimes I'm, it, it happened to me with Doctor Who, it happened to me yes. with Game of Thrones, It's happened to me with a it happened to me with Orphan Black. I tur- I turned off Orphan Black after the first episode. What? I was disinterested. I know and now it's like the thing I most the best thing in the world. With. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, tons of things that I totally love. I just, the first episode for some reason didn't catch me right away. Yeah. And then I gave up for a while and had to rewatch it. I think it has more to do with like, maybe I just wasn't in the mood or wasn't paying attention or was too tired to pay attention or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. But like, it, it is rare that it holds up because this has happened to so many different
1: yeah, like, I think that season one, it takes a while for Sam and Dean to build their chemistry because they're estranged. When we first meet them, they haven't seen each other in a while, uh, and they have mm-hmm. like very different ideas about hunting monsters. Oh, um, so they don't know each other as brothers in the beginning. Like they they know each other, but they're not. They're they don't talk. Like they've grown apart. Oh, okay. So Sam, Sam, like is the one who went to college and he wanted to totally disassociate from the family business of being a hunter. And Dean, who's the older one, like really like got dragged along. Like they grew up in motels on the road. Like they had a very, very unstable life. And their dad was like obsessed with hunting monsters to avenge his wife's death. And so as soon as Sam was like an adult, he very much tried to have a normal person life. And go to school and like had a girlfriend and stuff like that, so that's where they're at when you meet them. So then, how does
2: Sam get sucked back in? Because he's got to get sucked back in. He does. If he's that,
1: he's that resistant to it. He's so, it all happens in the pilot. Um, yeah. So Dean comes to find Sam because the dad has gone missing and he needs help finding him. And so Negan is gone. Negan is gone. Yeah. Negan is gone. And, and we need to uh, find him. Sam is like, that's okay. not really my problem. And Dean is like, it is your problem. And Sam was like, okay, I'll come help you find him. But then I'm coming back. Cause like, I'm going to ask my girlfriend to marry me. And I'm like starting law school or something like that. Um, and so that happens. And they he have like the worst. He kind of, that might be a deterrent. <laughs> so I would stick with it past that, but he is kind of annoying for a little while.
2: Okay. He's not wrong, but he's just, he, you <laughs> no, know. No, he's not. But like, uh yeah, I didn't come to yeah. a fantasy show. To yeah, see you don't Vosel really want and, the, the muggle and, and the fantasy yeah. show.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he, <laughs> he gets over it. Just, I guess, think of him as Scully in the beginning, and maybe that's less annoying because Scully's the best. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, so they have that episode, which, if I remember correctly, is the plot of the movie Susie Q. Please tell me you know what I'm talking about. Shit. That's such a good reference. (laughs) Susie (laughs) Q*. Somebody will get it. Was an early 90s Disney movie, live action, starring Kimberly the Pink Ranger, that actress, the original Pink Ranger. Oh, yeah. And it was something about in the 50s she was going to prom and her boyfriend crashed the car off the side of a bridge. And then in the 90s, she comes back as a ghost for some reason and, like, has to help a nerd kid go to prom. That <laughs> sounds like, amazing. And then in the end, like, I don't know, she gets reunited. She gets to move on or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. So it's I, basically, <laughs> the first episode of Supernatural is, I, I believe, is this car episode. And it's, like, <laughs> Suzy Q, but but darker, where somebody died in a car crash and she's Murdering people when they drive past.
2: Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs>
2: and that's it. but I
1: just yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. All right. So tell me, tell me just more about what you like about the show because all right. So when because you you binge the show right? But you're like, you're. I don't know you to be a huge binger. Oh, I'm a huge Are binger. You,
1: yeah, I have a, you're a huge binger. Yeah. I only. This is probably the last two or three months. Two months. Is probably the longest I've gone without binging multiple things, uh, and I thought about it the other day because I was congratulating myself. That reminds me of what we need to talk about. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> so the other day I was congratulating myself because I wasn't watching TV all the fucking time, and then I was like, "It's I'm just listening to Critical Role all the time, all yeah. the time. I walk around my house even when Francis is on home, rather with headphones on. Like I listen to like." Two or three a day minimum, and then I was like, "Oh shit!" Like that's why I'm not watching TV because I'm I'm binging this. Like I, yeah, am on Vox Machina episode like thirty four. <laughs> like, I just... oh
2: my god! So you're at the best
1: part. I know it's you're the like best. right
2: in the thick of it. It's amazing. Okay, so so when I found out about how awesome Critical Role was, yeah. I actually canceled my Netflix subscription yeah. for like three months because I was only ever watching that on youtube i haven't touched netflix
1: or hulu or spotify my spotify payment went through today and like notified me and i was like shit i don't know the last time i used spotify
2: yeah yeah no i had just like at one point i I just shut them off for the first like couple months when i was binging it
1: oh my god this is so relatable to me yeah like and i thought i had like i was really proud of myself no no it's worse because there's more of it no, because there's no TV show where there's that many hundreds of hours.
2: No. But that's why you fall so in love with these characters. Somebody did like the math and they were talking about like how oh, like everybody feels a little weird about how attached they are to some of the characters already in the new season. They're like, mm. "Why do we want to like die on our swords for not the brave?" Yeah. And and somebody was like, "You've already spent the equivalent of like four full seasons of a TV show with Not the Brave. Like that, like oh, a, a, the accumulative yeah. hours that you've spent with the new series.
1: Adds I just realized up I'm missing like, it right now. <laughs>
2: yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, yeah,
1: yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's, so it's like, like, like four a, hours once a week. So it, yeah. it very quickly becomes a lot. I just never thought I would get through Vox Machina. And I'm actually starting to get worried that it's too short it's 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 not like you haven't even gotten through aren't
2: i has anyone died yet no okay then you're not like perma died oh no
1: oh no so you 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 still have the full party you have full cast people are just starting to become romantic and i remember when we did the critical role episode (sighs) percy
2: Percy and vex i know (gasps) okay that's who it is because i couldn't remember who it was yeah, no, it's Percy and this Vex. Is, this has just turned to, into a
1: Critical Role episode. I <laughs> know, <laughs> I don't care. But, like, oh, God, Percy and Vex. Because I uh, want to know what's going on with Vax and... Keyleth, Keyleth. I mm.
2: There is, theirs is a little angstier. There's know. a little more, because Keyleth is a little, like, she's a little bit, um, I don't want to be mean. I don't want to say dumb.
1: She's, she's, she's just naive. a little more naive. Yeah, she's so, naive. Yeah,
2: thank you. So she doesn't, like, catch his... his Flirting. The episode Whereas, I was
1: listening to yesterday, he kissed her. Yes. Uh, oh, during the... And I was the, not happy with the, her the, reaction.
2: No, I wasn't either, but, like, they... Oh God, I know. I... It was a very Keyleth reaction. My 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 chest is sweating right now. Like,
1: I'm...
2: <laughs> I, yeah, it's a pot <laughs> I'm and fire i right
1: now. Here's what we came for, listeners, and I meant to say this at the top of the show... Um, because I, it's been the only thing that I've been thinking about day and night for the last week. I, found, I fell down a Wikipedia hole the other day looking up the voice acting <laughs> credits of all of the people affiliated with Critical Role, including the dungeon master, Matt Mercer, who, if you've listened, or if you haven't listened, I'm just going to tell you, does a, a, a wide variety of voices for the NPCs. And does a great job. So, I've been told that these people are voice actors and that they do video game voices. And I think, ah, maybe they sound vaguely familiar. You know, especially Laura. Sounds a little familiar to me from something. Laura does a lot of cartoons, yeah. Anyway. (sighs) Matt Mercer. Voiced both in the original Sailor Moon and Sailor Moon Crystal. What? I didn't know this part. Okay. Yep. One of the big bads in Sailor Moon. Prince Diamond. (laughs) And if you watched Sailor Moon or give a shit about Sailor Moon, you'll know that Prince Diamond is very, very sexual. (laughs) (laughs) And sexual awakening was Matt Mercer. (laughs) I think it might have been. So I think that it's one of those things, and I think we talked about this in one of our first episodes, where everybody, at least we, are embarrassed to admit that like maybe we were a little too into kidnapping when we were kids. Oh, yeah, Yeah. and it's
2: absolutely because we don't know what sex is yet and we have sex feelings. But for some reason, (laughs) kidnapping
1: became the most sexually charged thing that I could imagine. I I, I don't know. Anyway, so Prince Diamond (laughs) kidnaps Sailor Moon (laughs) and forces, well, and she wakes up in like a, a really revealing dress and then forces a simple kiss upon her. Before she escapes.
2: Yeah. But. But it's
1: like, it's really intense. But he's got this fucking voice and he's obsessed with her all during the whole season. Like he has like pictures of her, like hologram pictures that he just like sits in his throne and like drinks and looks at and is just like, sailor moon. Wow. <laughs> and he's responsible for the storyline that makes her daughter go back in time. So he is just. Too much. So anyway, I found out this is Matt Mercer, the guy who hosts Critical Role, and you might think, "Oh, that's kind of funny," but it's more than that. It is a really big deal because I have been having sex dreams about Matt Mercer <laughs> for over a month, and which, to be fair, so have I. But but it was I don't before I started watching connection. it. It was just yeah. the audio. I had never even seen him, and I think that my subconscious knew that he's prince diamond (laughs) and i am fucking freaking out i almost tweeted about it which i don't really do i barely have an account that i just tried to do every once in a while and i almost like but then i was like man he would probably actually read it and then and then he would probably be like oh like that girl's really fucked up like that guy why is she so sexually attracted to somebody who sexually assaulted somebody (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think, but I, I think, think it's, the it's like internalized, out, but you know. And we just need to be real about it sometimes. Sometimes these things, sometimes we just
2: need to acknowledge the fact that our cartoon heroes and villains created our <laughs> sexual awakening, yeah. and that those people grow up and continue to do acting, and then we watch them play D anD D and don't know where our feelings are coming from. It's, it's the, the age old story. The age-old story of that. Speaking of crossovers,
1: in the most recent season of Supernatural, which I have not seen because it's not on Netflix yet, they did a special animated feature with a Scooby-Doo crossover. What? No, (laughs) that's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. But if you think about it, makes a lot of sense. Right now, I know I do too. I mean. I really do. I I need it to be on Come Netflix. Well that's
2: too silly.
1: I, it's, th- I, that's it's that silly. <laughs> silly. It has gotten that it's, silly, and I would say yeah, too silly. But it makes so much sense for a Scooby Doo crossover. It
2: really It's basically
1: does. already Scooby Doo.
2: Yeah, just live action, and I. Do you think is the is the Jock brother Scooby Doo, and what? Is oh, like-
1: <sighs> no, I can't draw parallels with the characters.
2: No, but it's but it is a a mystery in yeah. the a mystery van
1: reveal. Exactly. Show. And yeah. I'm really excited for that episode. <sighs> me too. I and if you're out there and you had weird feelings about Prince Diamond, let me know so I don't feel like a rape apologist. Like we need we need <laughs> Avalon. We need Avalon to feel
2: to, to feel empathized with. So please if you are sexually attracted to Prince Diamond, please email us. <laughs> I hope this is not another turtle situation. I hope that right away right we Because we're going right to have to
1: keep away. asking every week until somebody sends us.
2: Until some person is like, I wasn't personally, but here's some pictures of someone who's really into Prince Diamond
1: on a beach. So here's how I know that I'm right, because I'm always okay. right. No, but I was really validated by the amount of fan content around Prince Diamond. Like way more than anyone else.
2: Well, I mean, clearly. It was I mean, he was just watching that clip, like he was meant
1: to be hot. Yeah. So and hot. like
2: yeah. It <laughs> oh was Oh my
1: God.
2: Also he has yeah, like looking... such an
1: interesting storyline with his brother Prince Sapphire. Oh, Diana, you have got to watch season two. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'll get right on that. Yeah. Right after I binge watch all 12 seasons Thousand, of Supernatural. 13. Okay. They're like all an hour long. Uh, It's like 50 minutes on
1: Netflix. Oh my gosh. It better mm. still be there. Holy guacamole. I'll be mad. I mean. I feel like I need to um, rewatch all yeah. of it. Because I just watch every new season when it comes out. And there are definitely callbacks that I am not getting. Mm.
2: Well, if... No. Any <laughs> time was it? No, I know you have a lot going on. You have a lot to do. I've made a lot of progress. All right, I want to. I want to try something really quick. Are you gonna
1: play an audio of Prince Diamond? No, but that's a great idea. It's already a little too like on that? here, if you know what I mean. Prince Diamond. Do you have an app that makes Matt Mercer's voice come out? Why did I'm tired it stop?
0: Of waiting for this kid, but by attacking her in her dreams, maybe this time we'll capture her. What a stud muffin. Huh?
1: What a stud muffin. That should be um like if you have a special somebody in your life in the future, that should be their like ringtone. Their ringtone is what a stud stud muffin. So, so I am looking oh. forward to knowing from you which of the two brothers you're more I most identify with. Okay. I was gonna say you're more into, <laughs> but also most identify with works. Yeah, I feel it'll like it'll be that's the more same realistic. one. It's always the same one for you. I know. I um, I wouldn't traditionally think that I like either of them, but I like the bro one. You like the which one? The bro one, not the sensitive one. I like the meat one. Because so I think he's funnier.
2: Well, sure,
1: yeah. Like, his Funny fuck-ups are, thing, are, are yeah. like, very endearing. Mm-hmm. And also, I, I tend like. to, like, take his side when, you know, the tables turn back and forth about, like, which brother is evil. I'm usually on his side, regardless of what's I'm probably, happening. I'm probably going to like the douchebag. Yeah, that's him. Oh. Yeah. I feel like college boy is probably the douchebag, no? Oh, I mean, he's definitely the more stuck up one, but he's the more, he's like the more empathetic kind one, so I don't know. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Or Maybe it'll just be Felicia Day. Oof, that's a thing. I do have a thing. All right, we're going to play Fuck Mary Kill with the brothers and the angel guy, the born sexy yesterday angel. Oh, we get to this right now because no. I don't need to
2: know anything about their personalities.
1: Well, or do we? I mean, I meant after you watch it, but if you want to just look at them, you can. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how will we do both? So, so the brothers are Sam and Dean Winchester. Yep, I'm and the them angel is named Castiel. Oh, Castiel, yeah,
2: talking about okay All right, so we're saying uh, because you
1: haven't watched it yet, and it's funny to have you do it with no context. Fuck Mary, kill Sam Winchester, Dean Winchester, and Castiel.
2: Yes. So, okay, right off the bat, Sam has to die. <laughs> he's, he, he has too many angles. It's too, he's just, he's he looks like a caveman. Too much forehead. I get the
1: impression from the script that he's supposed to be the hunky one. But I am not buying I'm that.
2: mad about yeah. that. I'm mad that he's supposed to be the smart one. He's like, he looks like a douchebag. Yeah. He does look like the hunky one he looks like but he looks like a he looks like a douche
1: I guess
2: Well he looks like a hunky person from someone else's perspective other than mine. He looks like someone else. Like, he looks like somebody I would expect like
1: to be I don't know in a fraternity. I think that they originally like a, both were supposed to audition for the opposite roles. I see that. But it's weird 100% because Dean was Sam's character name on Gilmore Girls. And so I always have to hesitate when I'm referring to him because I want to call him Dean because his name was Dean on Gilmore Girls, but it's Sam and his brother's Dean. I don't know, like come up with a new name w.b. Like <laughs> there's uh, more no, than two please. male names.
2: So right now just based on what I'm looking yeah. at, which is, you know, little just thumbnails, I'm going to say I'm going to say it's Kill Sam. Yes. It's Fuck Dean, it's Mary Castiel. But also, like, if I can expand my options, like, just a little bit, it's going to be Kill Sam, it's going to be Fuck Dean, (laughs) and it's going to be Mary Mark (laughs) Shepard. Not Crowley, but just the actor Mark Shepard, because
1: I think he's the best. So, I mean, if I'm thinking in terms of which partner you're more likely to not die with, very, very I'm going to say yeah. you probably, definitely don't marry Sam. I feel like you could be safe with Dean. Meh. Castiel, I feel like you're definitely going to die if you marry Castiel. You're absolutely going to yeah. die. He's like... I think yeah. Crowley would probably also be able to keep you alive.
2: Yeah, if not just by like trickery and, and ruse. Yeah. Which I'm fine with.
1: Yeah, so yeah. definitely, I mean, that's that's more context than you have. Watching the show, though, I'm not... I would also marry Castiel, but like if we were in that world, I think you'd probably die.
2: Well, sure. I've lupus, like I'm not like meant to survive.
1: <laughs> like, I don't mean you. I just mean I, like demons would I, get you. <laughs> well, like,
2: yeah, like but I can't like survive like running from shit. Like that's not like Well, there's a car. Built They're for. always
1: in a car. Plus if you're with <laughs> Castiel who has angel powers, Or Crowley, who has demon powers, both of whom become OP at some point. They can, like, Mm. bamf you around. Oh, okay. I like that. I like being bamfed. Yeah. Um, Dean's just going to drive you around in his car that is the plot of too many episodes. Um, Not really. I mean, it's fine. The other thing that mm. I feel, like, I'm shoehorning into the conversation but has to be acknowledged is that I feel like the soundtrack is very important. Ooh, I like that. No, that means a lot to me yeah they have the rights or they pay for like all of the dad classic rock songs like maybe not maybe not ones you would consider good but it's always extremely recognizable dad classic rock working on a garage like working in their garage songs yeah but it doesn't work it does work but so much so that those songs have a permanent association for me oh i like that though I, I would rather have them that association
2: yeah. than just, like, the fact that they're on Z100. Specifically,
1: Carry On My Wayward yeah. Son is a really... <laughs> I could use a new association. Yeah, I mean, them. that's from now on. That's yeah. 100%. It's the recap song.
2: <laughs> wow. Yeah.
1: All right. Oh, I'm so excited for you to love it.
2: I'm going to love know. it. I, I, I really do have faith in this one, yeah. actually. All right, well, I'm going to watch this. All
1: right. <laughs> and get ready to marry Castiel.
2: Or Crowley. All right. What are you doing? What are you doing, Avalon? Are you getting ice cream? Because I hate you. Well,
1: yeah, I am going to go get ice cream. But before that, we have a couple of other things to talk about. So. Like what? I know that you just loved this episode so much. And I know that you loved it so much more than the Goheat episode <laughs> because I am a jerk in it. <laughs> and I'm less of a jerk in this one. And so. Yeah, you're not a jerk at all. Like, I'm only know. a jerk when I talk about things that other people like. I know, it's weird it's how that works out. anyway so it's painful for this episode to end i'm sure but take comfort in the fact that you can access us on various social media platforms so many social media platforms like what
2: kind of Are you, platforms
1: diana <laughs> have you never heard of the social media platforms of instagram facebook and twitter I haven't. Oh my I've never heard all, of those before. After we stop recording, I'll walk you through it. But just so everybody else who isn't an idiot knows, you can find us at Femsplain Podcast on Instagram, Femsplained Cast on Twitter, Femsplain Podcast on Facebook, and our completely inactive blog, Femsplain.wordpress.com.
0: <laughs>
2: we have landed so many promises about the blog. It's, I just, I still have <laughs> intentions so dot, many dot, intentions dot. uh and don't forget to please review rate subscribe do things that might let even if you just you hate us the most like give us one because it might let somebody who does like us find us yeah lie yeah.
1: don't give us one star be, give us yeah.
2: five hopefully
1: lie, i think our average lie. is still five
2: send us hate mail oh. send us hate mail but like lie in the ratings yeah yeah and you can send us that hate mail at femsplainpodcast at gmail.com.
1: Yeah. And don't um, worry about more. Don't because no one's really listening. We're never gonna like blow up. It's really not it's not yeah. helping us that much to just tell a little lie. Yeah. Yeah. Just a tiny little lie. But
2: if you also i well, I'm still honestly I don't feel I don't feel sated uh, regarding turtles. So if oh. you have more turtles yeah. Please send us turtles. And then what did we want more of also? We want
1: turtles and I want Prince Diamond validation. Prince Diamond, yes. If you have a good fanfic, fan art, YouTube fan video, anything that is shipping Prince Diamond and Sailor Moon, I mean, maybe rated M, just drop it in our mailbox. (laughs) I might read
2: it. Please. She's going to read it. I'm going to read it first and then send it to her. So I just hope you know that. Uh, and that's going to be great. Oh, man. Guys, incredible. Avalon, where are you going? You're going to get ice cream. I'm so jealous.
1: I'm going to go get that ice cream. Obama ate ice we cream get... there. Well, Remember Obama? It's
2: patriotic ice cream now. Go get some patriotic ice cream. I know. Weep for the nation and then eat your okay. ice cream. I'm going to play some video Which games. one? Take a fucking wild guess, Avalon. I started <laughs>
1: playing Final Fantasy 3 <laughs> slash 6. And so I've got... A serious JRPG brain that I cannot wait to talk about once I finish it. Even though I've played it before, but I'm replaying it. I'm like really almost
2: done with this playthrough of Dragon Age and that. What
1: are you okay. gonna play after that? Oh, so
2: I'm. We should talk about the new games more. Yeah, we should. Yeah, I have, I have a list actually. Go enjoy
0: your own. Awesome. Bye! Bye! I love you! Oh, yeah.
1: We want turtles and I want Prince Diamond validation. If you have a good fanfic, fan art, YouTube fan video, anything that is shipping Prince Diamond and Sailor Moon, I mean, maybe rated M, you could just drop it in our mailbox. <laughs> I might read it. I was just reading. Someone left us a really nice review and I have no idea who it is. Um, we have great chemistry. We genuinely want to hear what the other person has to say. Homework episodes are a great plus. Have you read, read this one? I haven't. Been enjoying the topics they've talked about so far and look forward to listening to more. Enjoyable for all types of folks. I This is probably someone I know in real life. <laughs> because it's so nice. But it's... J Bunny213. It almost made me. Oh, that made me feel real happy. Alright. Well, this episode's brought to you by J Bunny and Diana's friend with enough Twitter clout to get us. Follow them on Instagram, though. Yeah, and okay, so we're going to post links to Gonzo Anime, uh, as well as Mansplainer Francis's really fun, short 20-minute movie review thing that you should check out. It is. Shit, is that it? All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go get that ice cream. Obama ate ice cream there. Remember Obama? Okay. Which one? I've started playing Final Fantasy three slash six and so I've got a serious JRPG brain that I cannot wait to talk about once I finish it, even though I've played it before, but I'm replaying it. What are you gonna play after that? We should talk about video games more. Okay. Bye! I love you! Oh. Diana, you don't have to hang up.